Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. We're back. It's uh, my favorite time of the week. I hope you like it, too. My name is Earl, and I'm often referred to as the recovering car dealer. For you newbies, you folks that haven't heard the show before, uh, folks that have tuned in uh, the True Oldie Station, are going to be disappointed because I'm not going to sing to you. This is a live radio talk show. But I think if you just give me a minute here and we can tell you a little bit about what this show is all about, you might stay tuned because it's unique. We are truly uh, the only show, I think, anywhere on radio that does what we do. And basically, we're going to tell you how to avoid being ripped off by car dealers. Yes. When you buy a car, lease a car, for that matter, maintain or repair your car, and you go into a car dealership, chances are you've had some bad experiences. And this show is a tell-it-all. It's a expose. Uh, we have a mystery shopping report. We visited a car dealer and pretended to buy a car. We'll tell you all about that. Uh, in the studio with me here, I have a team of experts on various things. In fact, I want to tell you our, our regular listeners we're thrilled to have Al Napier with us, our collision repair guy, yeah. body shop. He's he's uh, in high demand. Uh, he doesn't come on as frequently because you don't wreck your car as frequently as you buy a car, or especially when you maintain or repair it. So, welcome so, back, Alan. Some welcome folks back, do. Alan. Thanks. Glad to be what, back. Uh, yeah. Alan Good morning, making, Alan. Miss you guys. Uh, Alan's making a cameo appearance. We are impressed to have him here. <clears throat> well, it's not a cameo. He's <laughs> he's still part of the team. But if you have any questions about insurance companies especially. I mean, next to car dealers, insurance companies are the ones uh, you really got to watch out for. And dealing with auto insurance, collision repair, things of this nature, Alan's an expert. And of course, he's also, he's a body shop manager. He's a collision, he runs a collision repair shop. And he's been in the business a long, long time. And there are a lot of tricks to the trade. There are a lot of uh, angles that you need to work to be sure you get an honest repair, to get a safe repair. So anybody out there in radio land or Facebook land or YouTube land, uh, uh, you, on lands. That's right. And, and, and you, you haven't been on live and in color, have you? I, I don't believe I have. Yeah. So in living color, you're looking at Alan Napier, a handsome young man. Uh, There's cameras everywhere in here. Exactly. It's like a movie studio now. So call Alan anytime during the show, 877-960-9960. Call any of us. We also have Nancy Stewart, my co-host, and uh, she is kind of a generalist like me. She's not a specialist. Our specialist, we have one other specialist I'm going to introduce to you in just a minute. But Nancy Stewart, if she had a specialty, she's a female advocate. You know, hashtag me too. Uh, she is a person that advocates fairness, honesty, transparent to women. Now, we want fairness, fairness, transparency, and honesty to everybody. But, you know, women have lagged behind that because of us men. I mean, let's let's tell it like it is. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you ladies, she has a special offer for you. I'll let her tell you about it in a minute, about why we encourage the ladies to call the show. Special bonus for you. And lastly but not least is Rick Kearney. Uh, Rick Kearney is a certified diagnostic master technician. 
Uh, we used to call him a mechanic, and then we start calling him a technician, and now we call him an auto computer scientist. Because, folks, you're not driving a car now. You're driving a computer on four wheels, and it's going to get even more of a computer. Pretty soon, it'll be like, remember 2001, The Space Odyssey? Hal, you're going to get into your car to say, Hal, take me to the Taco Bell. And hopefully, Hal doesn't have a breakdown like he did on 2001, The Space Odyssey. But, Rick... Uh, He's got all the answers. I'm sorry, Earl. According to your doctor's <laughs> latest reports, I can't do that today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's artificial intelligence, but that's what we're dealing with. I mean, isn't it funny? Back in, when, when was it? Oh, 2001 <coughs> Space Odyssey. Uh, that was the 80s? I think uh, it was the 80s. Actually, 2001 Space Odyssey, I think he wrote that back in the 70s. Yeah, I think you're right. The so, original book. But the interesting how they kind of foresaw artificial intelligence and what worries everybody about artificial intelligence is what if it turns on you like al did okay 1968 1968. thanks rudy that's rudy over there in our control and our control room and you know for uh, our listeners and viewers if you don't recognize rick uh it's because he's clean shaven and he's got his baby face going on today absolutely you it looks fabulous. Well, <laughs> a, a, minor, a minor well. issue with a prototype flamethrower. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, uh, the beard was a, was a minor casualty there. but Oh, uh, but you fixed it. Okay. You look good. Uh, well, <laughs> and, and any reports of a large fireball seen over Western Lake oh. Worth in the last few days wasn't me. That one was not me. So, so any of you uh, out there can talk to any of us here in the studio. That's what it's all about. We want you to call us. You, you want We want us to text you. Text us, I should say. And we can be on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. And, of course, our YouTube channel. I think, we, do we have a caller? We do have a caller. But before I announce uh, Tina, who is a regular caller, ladies and I want to let you know that you can win yourself $50 this morning. First two new lady callers, $50. So give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Tina, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. How are you all doing this morning? Hi, Tina. Hi, can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. Good morning, okay. Tina. Yeah, we can. Oh, good. Even Alan can hear you. He's right here in the studio with us. Morning, Tina. Oh, hi. How y'all doing? Perfect. What's well, up? the Takata airbag news has mushroomed into gigantic proportions. 1.7 million cars, including Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and Ferrari. So I don't know how this is going to get fixed. I honestly don't. How is Takata going to be able to pick this up? How are they going to be able to make amends? I mean, I wonder if maybe an aftermarket company might pick up the slack and make some money doing this by selling a good product at a lower price. That's my thought. But it's just terrible now. There's so many used cars out there that people have to overlook because of the Takata airbag issue. Well, you're absolutely right, Tim. And what you said, uh, maybe not totally seriously, is actually uh, a very intelligent, obvious uh, solution to the problem. Why our legislators and uh, why uh, the manufacturers don't do it is, uh, well, it can only be one thing. It's an economic thing. Uh, They can do it, but they don't want to do it. 
but you're absolutely right. No reason why somebody shouldn't go out there and fund uh, some uh, aftermarket suppliers, give them the specifications, and say, build these inflator and uh, replacements, and you should do it and give them a period of time. We could clean up the whole problem, if, at least in terms of availability of parts to fix the to cut airbags, uh, in six months, given the funding. They could do it, but uh, it's something that the manufacturers, I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist because I am a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. I think there's a conspiracy <laughs> between the manufacturers, the auto dealers, and the legislators, lobbyists. I think it's a massive economic, uh, maybe not, they didn't have a meeting in a smoke-filled room, but I think there's a, a silent understanding between the giants involved in this that somebody better, we, they better be quiet about it because if it gets too noisy, there's going to be a huge cost because all these cars that are on the road would have to stop. They'd have to be uh, not driven anymore. The cars would have to be replaced, and it would be uh, literally billions of dollars on the world economy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And not only that, but, you know, 23 people have lost their lives. Can we really afford to lose any more? There's families of those 23 people that are grieving because of a simple airbag issue yes. that should have been addressed a long time ago. Well, all we can do is hope. Uh, interestingly enough, my son, Sue Stewart, who's normally on this show, uh, he went to Washington, D.C. with some lobbyists from Toyota uh, Manufacturing uh, and some other dealers. And... Uh, he uh, promised me that he would address our legislators uh, for Florida, our congressmen and our senators that he'll be talking to, and ask him the question directly, which is, why don't you introduce a bill into law making it illegal for dealers, car dealers, newer used, to sell used cars with unfixed dangerous recalls, and, you know, specifically to kind of re- recalls, but Bear in mind that there is no law making it illegal for any car dealer to sell a used car with any kind of unfixed dangerous recall. It boggles the mind. Well, it doesn't really boggle the mind to me. We've had this discussion before that the lobbyists for the auto industry, specifically the used car auto industry, they're pretty strong, especially in the state of Florida. Yeah. And they're going to fight back because this is going to affect their bottom line if they have a whole row of cars they can't sell because of the airbag issue, then that's going to potentially put a lot of the little guys out of business. Exactly. And it's going to affect the big guys, too. Yeah, so Tina, I think Rick had a comment. I'm advocate. I think that the airbag issue should be definitely fixed because it's life-threatening. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's, there's kind of an odd twist that a lot of folks may not be aware of, um, especially if folks haven't heard our show in the past here. Uh, a lot of airbag inflators that are being put into cars right now as replacements for those old degraded inflators are actually the same original identical inflator that they had before. Four years they got the same but they're problem. they're brand new. Four years they got the same problem right now. So this, this situation is not going to go away because in another four to five years, those cars are going to get recalled again to get hopefully an updated inflator that will not degrade. Yeah. Steve from Jupiter, I know you're holding. We'll be with you in a minute. We're speaking to uh, Tina from Bodena Springs now. So, Tina, what else did you uh, have for us this morning? 
I'm sorry? Um, I, I, I just want to tell Steve that we knew he was holding and to hang on the line. And I ask you, what more did you have for us this morning? Well, the other thing I have is I was looking at, uh, I think it was Jalopnik, and uh, Apple, Apple Play is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And Android also has their own application for use in vehicles. And I was reading the comments about, like, oh, Toyota's finally gotten into the Android end of it with the Android app. Mm-hmm. So people were saying, finally. Yep. But I couldn't believe the amount of people saying, well, if my car, if the car I'm going to buy doesn't have one of these applications, then I'm not going to buy the car. And I'm thinking, y'all are so spoiled. Well, you know, I'm distracted enough with my Bluetooth. I leave my Bluetooth off and my phone off. Yeah. Really, have we gotten to, I mean, I wonder if the legislators are going to say, listen, these electronic gizmos are just too distracting, they're causing problems, and if they're not going to be regulated out. Tana, the legislators do what they think will get them the most most votes. So it's not a question of right or wrong or safety or anything like that. Uh, they do the polls. They take the polls, find out if I support this, will I get reelected? And I know that sounds, uh, uh, you know, very... Uh, what's the word, but uh, a negative. But the fact of the matter is all the congressmen and the senators, all of our legislators, if you tell the truth, you can't get elected. Uh, You have to tell the people what they want to hear. And what you expect a politician to say is what you want to hear. That'll get you elected. If you're if you're the minority, you're not going to hear what you want to hear. But if you're the majority of the voters for his particular party, he'll tell you what you want to hear. Then he gets elected. He won't do it anyway. Uh, that's my uh, unfortunately uh, attitude toward politicians. And I, I challenge it's a, a good, politician. It's a good attitude. To, I, I challenge a politician to call and debate that with me because that's my feeling. Yeah, and uh, Tina, I'll tell you what. We have been fighting this fight for well too long. Uh, but uh, we're not going to give up. We here at Earl Stewart Iron Cars uh, are going to let the public know exactly what is going on. And the agenda in uh, D.C. certainly hasn't changed, and we've not received any help from them. So uh, it's uh, up to us to continue our fight, and uh, Earl is doing a fantastic job. Ellen, did you want to say yes, something? Yeah, uh, Getting back to the Takata thing, uh, uh, something I find disturbing about it, Toyota approached me last week, a rep, with a nice slick brochure about uh, us throwing a kind of a hot dog and Coke function and, and doing mailers to get customers to come in so that we can scan their cars to see if they need an airbag because mm-hmm. they're having a hard time reaching that last 15, 20% of the people uh, because the cars have changed hands. And... Uh, what strikes me about that is they spend so much money on national TV ads and regional TV ads. If they truly wanted to reach those people, they could just do a, a TV ad. Well, if they uh, want to reach the people, Alan, they could get the registrations from the state uh, Department of Motor Vehicles instead of sending the mailers out to the people who bought the car new. Uh, Stu, my son, um, mm-hmm. owned a vehicle three or four years ago, and he got a notice in the mail, a Toyota, that the airbag replacement was ready yep. he hasn't owned the car in three years so they sent it to the wrong person the person that's driving the car didn't get it because toyota or the other manufacturers don't buy their registrations from the states it's public record you can buy them from any state get the current address and name of any vin number mm-hmm. but the manufacturers aren't doing that so my question is do they really
really want to fix the inflators? I don't know. Well, and, and you, you hear about it on the news, and it catches our eye whenever there's a story on it, but a lot of people are still unaware that there even is an airbag problem. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's why they won't do like a, a commercial just begging these people to come in to yeah. fix their cars because they don't want to inform the people that, that don't know yeah. uh, that, that they've built a defective product and the other manufacturers as well. But if they just wanted to spend a little bit of money, yeah. they could get the rest of those. What a great done. idea, Alan. Yeah. A okay, fantastic idea. Uh, Tina, thanks so much for giving us a call. And uh, stay tuned uh, next week, and uh, we'll look for you. Uh, ladies, uh, $50 for the first two new lady callers. We're going to go to... Uh, no, we're not going to go to okay. Steve. Uh, uh, I, I, I because he, he, he was holding it too long. Steve, I apologize. We, we kind of got... Ran, ran on a little bit there, and we apologize. If you'd call back, we'd love to hear what you had to say. Steve from Jupiter. 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And you can text us. Uh, we get a lot more texts, actually text and postings, than we do otherwise. Our text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and you can post on Facebook. Uh, our Facebook is just www.facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars, and uh, we usually get a lot of posts like that. So. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to remain anonymous, youranonymousfeedback.com. Take advantage of that, and uh, <coughs> excuse me. Also, with that uh, mystery shop that we have from. Uh, King Hyundai in Deerfield Beach, uh, you can vote on that by texting 772-497-6530. I think we got some text. It, we do. We have a couple already. And it seems to be the day of the Steves because we had Steve on hold and we've got two texts. Both came from Steves. Maybe it's Steve who hung up because hey, we talked too much. One of them could be. Uh, this one is Good Morning, Steve from New Jersey. I just found out my 2011 Outback, Subaru Outback, just got a recall for the passenger side airbag. My car's VIN, the vehicle identification number, is on the list. Are car manufacturers knowingly selling new cars with defective airbags? Frustrated and concerned. Well, Rick, you answered that question because you answered it a minute ago, and it bears repeating. And the fact is, there are some cars that are being manufactured right now still with those defective airbags that will degrade over time and as they get older they are being added onto that list. And, and can you believe that folks? You heard what Rick said. Manufacturers are selling cars now with the same inflators, the same ammonium nitrate that degrades over time from humidity and heat conditions, knowing that in four or five years that airbag inflator can explode in your face. And they also know, now listen to this carefully, they also know that only one out of four recall notices are successful. Yep. They know that 75% of those cars that they sold today with an inflator that was going to go bad in four years will not return. Isn't there somebody out there with a conscience? Is there a congressman or a senator with a conscience? I'm going to shut up right now because we got another caller. Yeah, we're going to go to Arthur. Gold. He's calling from Delray. Welcome to the show, Arthur. Uh, good morning. Good, good morning. Morning. Uh, you guys, good morning. You guys are doing a terrific job. 
I've only been listening to you for about a month, and it appears that you're safety-oriented. Uh, 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 how about the safety after the car leaves the dealership? Uh, I drive around and see cars that have broken lenses in the back, uh, no brake lights working, uh, headlights that are missing. Uh, I'm from Massachusetts, and in Massachusetts we had inspection uh, once a year for, uh, uh, for safety and every other year for emissions. Why don't they have something like that down in Florida? Arthur, I think the answer is, well, politics. Yeah, a lot of answers. Uh, people hate the inspections. Uh, we had inspections in Florida many years ago, and people hated the idea that they had to take their car in once a year. Actually, the car dealers kind of liked it because uh, they had to go <coughs> and get their car fixed somewhere. Yep. Uh, but the uh, the voters didn't want it. And uh, if you were tuned in from the beginning of the show, I made the congressman, uh, I made the, the statement that the that the legislators are politicians. All they care about is what's going to get them reelected. So you can campaign on the fact, if you elect me, I'm going to eliminate auto inspections, and you get elected. If, uh, if you do that, you're creating safety problems. You're going to have injuries and deaths. But injuries and deaths don't count when you're talking about a politician being elected. Again, that's my cynical view of politics. But, Arthur... Uh, I, I share your concern. Right. Yeah, I drive down the road. The guy in front of me put, the, put on the brakes and no lights come on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how uh, how do I let that go. Massachusetts, uh, you'd be off the road. But anyway, uh, thanks for taking my call, and I listen to you every morning. Thank, Thank you, you, Arthur. And please call again. Uh, we'd love to have these questions asked that there are are no answers for because hopefully we can embarrass some people by speaking about it on live radio and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and the whole nine yards. I mean, we're blasting this message out there. We know the politicians are listening. We know the lawyers are listening. We know the auto manufacturers are listening. And I, you can stake your life on the fact that the car dealers are listening because we mystery shop one every week uh, and uh, they want to know if it's them. You know, the safety inspections in Texas, we have those. And the uh, what I found is uh, I never owned a car that could pass a safety inspection <laughs> when I was a young man in Texas. Back then, 10 bucks was a lot of money, so you well. paid for your safety inspection. He gave the mechanic 10 bucks, and uh, he put your sticker on your car. And he told you if uh, if you get pulled over with that broke windshield, you tell him it just happened. Yeah. Mm. You, you know, so it, it was just a big money thing, but Good there's... Point. Yeah, interesting. Nothing really got fixed. No. Uh, We're going to go to our first female caller of the morning, and that's Dawn. She's calling, excuse me, she's calling from West Palm Beach. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Hi. Hi. You won yourself $50 if you stay on the line and uh, give uh, Rudy in our control room your information. I'll get that check out to you on Monday. What can we do for you this morning? Well, I have a leased vehicle. And I've been getting lots of, like, promotional calls and um, things in the mail about coming in and upgrading. Mm-hmm. Is that something that I should do, or am I going to be charged extra for that? Well, Don, the manufacturers and car dealers love leasing far more than selling because they have that control. They know who you are. They know where you are. Uh, they own the car. Uh, you don't. You're leasing it. And uh, that means that 
before your lease expires and you become free to do what you want, they have that string. And they're going to use that advantage, and they're going to call you, they're going to email you and send you mail, and they're going to give you offers, and the offers will be <coughs> legitimate. Uh, they factor that in to the whole process of leasing. Uh, they will try to make you an offer that maybe their competition can't make. Uh, matter of fact, there's something hidden uh, in your lease that you probably may or may not know about. If you don't lease or buy a car from the same dealer manufacturer that you leased the first one from, there's a disposition fee. So it's almost like being fined if you don't stay with that particular manufacturer. Uh, there's also uh, a fee that if they think you have unusual wear and tear on your car beyond what is called normal, uh, they can charge you thousands of dollars, tires, body repair, paint, uh, stains on the upholstery. So yes, you are going to be bothered uh, probably from about the time you're six months before your lease termination. And you should look at these offers carefully because some of them are legitimate. They'll actually wear, they'll actually sometimes waive a certain number of lease payments or give you some sort of a special bonus if you continue. But uh, what you're experiencing is totally normal. And uh, just be careful and get competitive pricing when the time comes to make a decision. Great. Thank you so much. And Dawn, one more important thing about uh, turning in your lease. It's really important that you take pictures of your vehicle. And uh, when you, you know, like they say, a picture's worth a thousand words because anything can happen to that vehicle once that is uh, left at the dealership and you'll be held responsible for it. And also the oh, mile, number of miles that are on your vehicle. So I hope that uh, we answered all your questions. And enjoy yes. that $50, Dawn, and give us a call again. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember, youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you, and you do <coughs> remain anonymous 100%. Rick, do we have any more texts? Uh, well, we do have one other from, from one of the original Steves there. Was asking about his 2008 Ford Edge as to whether, because he just had his airbag replaced, and he was wondering, could he have gotten an original type? And it is possible that it was a what they call a like-for-like -like replacement. Uh, the best thing you can do, Steve, on that count is double-check with the manufacturer, with the dealership that installed it. Because if they replaced it as a like-for-like -like replacement, that will be in their paperwork. They are required to disclose that. And if it was replaced with a updated inflator that is the safer version, they will be more than happy to let you know that as well. Interesting. 877-960-9960. And uh, you can text Rick at 772-497-6530. We'd love to hear from you. Now back to the recovering car dealer. And don't forget to stream us on Facebook. Uh, hopefully we have enough bandwidth. We've had a Comcast representative here this morning because we've been trying for months to get our bandwidth going. And uh, well, actually, we're, Jonathan, we're actually a yo-yo on that right now. It's yeah. going yeah, up, it's and down, up, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. But the, the Comcast guys are here working on that issue oh. for Facebook and for all of our transmission issues uh, through the Internet. And 
we will have that solved. Fortunately, we have a lot of ways to get in touch with us, so that's very we helpful. We all love Comcast, don't we? we? I don't know anyone that's ever had a problem with Comcast. So uh, <coughs> they're responsive. You call them on the phone with a complaint, and they fix it immediately. I'm being sarcastic, folks. <coughs> uh, uh, I, who do I love more, AT&T or Comcast? Well, or well, power would you well like let's let's not get too far carried away because <laughs> they they can hear us right now. They're they're well, listening I know as they they're working on our our I, issues here. I so. know they can hear us. That's let's, what me, we're here me, for. Yeah. That's the reason we're on the radio. <laughs> Twenty thousand people can hear us. <laughs> let we me just do want a, to encourage those special, guys out there. I'm going to do a special segment running, folks. Uh, to what Earl just said about Comcast. No, I changed my mind. Okay, 877 960 Comcast or the IRS. <laughs> Who do I love more? I had to look so. and see what a, a Ford Edge was. It's a station wagon. I wasn't sure if that was a car or a truck. Oh, boy. Station wagon. Yep. 772-497-6530. Give us a text. Give us a call. Or you can go to youranonymousfeedback.com. Would love to hear from you. I have a... Uh, something I need to do it's a it's almost like a legal matter and I received a letter from the CEO of Tire Kingdom uh, Chief Executive Officer Eric Olson and basically it was a, a kind of a nice letter but he did threaten to sue me and but he did it in a gentlemanly fashion and I respect that and uh, I called Eric I left him a message uh, what I did was wrong uh, I ran an article on Tire Kingdom a few years ago uh, in the hometown news and my blog and it was called buying tires caveat emptor and uh, it wasn't a very good shopping report I won't go into detail but I was contacted by Tire Kingdom at the time I told them about the shopping report and we had some discussions and I told them I would shop them again and we did shop them again and they cleaned up their act and that was years ago uh, accidentally we ran this same article in Florida Weekly and also oh got boy. run again on the Hometown News, I believe. That was a mistake. And uh, to Tire Kingdom and to Eric Olson, I apologize. It will not happen again. And as a matter of fact, we reshopped Tire Kingdom to see how you're doing, and we will cover that a little bit later in the show. Mm. But uh, it'll be a short shop. We actually went in to a Tire Kingdom store, bought a set of tires for one of our used cars on our used car lot. By the way, full transparency, I'm a car dealer. I'm a recovering car dealer, but I am still a car dealer. And we did a shop on Tire Kingdom. But I want to say that Eric Olson and T Tire Kingdom, uh, they, they run a good operation, and they... Uh, they give you good prices on tires, and I'll give you the details a little bit later on. But, Eric, if you're listening, I do apologize. It won't happen again. Please don't sue me. Thank you. That That's when uh, you guys went on your vacation, and they pick old articles yes. to rerun, and it was just yeah. kind of random. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a caller, don't we, Nancy? We do. Tiffany, and she is a first-time caller, wow. and she's giving us a call from Lake Worth. Good morning, Tiffany. Congratulations, you Morning. won yourself $50. Thank you. Good morning. Um, good morning, how are you? Great. All right, so I had a question. Like, my dad listens to y'all all the time, and he was telling me about, because um, I experienced it, my dashboard on my Toyota nope. is melting, so I've got a really bad glare, and it's hard to tell the distance between me and the car in front of me. So, like, how would I go about... 
Rick, what do you say to that? Um, Toyotas right now have been doing an extended warranty on those melting sticky dashboards. And so yeah. if you have if you have a, a dash that's starting to glare, go in to see your local Toyota dealer and talk with them about it. Odds are they will be able to get you on that list to get a new dashboard ordered and well, get it replaced. I think uh, there might be some question on that. And uh, I think your best bet is to focus on the melted dash, the reflection in your eye, and the fact that it's a safety issue. Yep. Now, they fix those dashes for a long, long time. And, uh, for well, it's kind of a long story. Let me back up a little bit. For a long time, they wouldn't fix the dashes. And it wasn't just on Toyotas. It was on Hondas and a lot of other vehicles. The dash manufacturer must have supplied a lot of people in high humidity, high heat areas, sunbelt states like Florida. They melt, and they crack, and they look terrible. So for a long time, they replaced them. And then uh, they gave an extension. And I believe that extension of time has been reached. Uh, you really have to push them on it now, Tiffany. And if you have difficulty, feel free to call me, and I will try to go to bat for you on this particular issue. But your best bet, if you have a defective dash, it's melting, and if it melts, it glares, and the direct sunlight reflects into your eyes, and you can't see. That's a pretty serious safety issue. Safety issues will be addressed a lot faster than cosmetic issues. And that's my advice. If you if you strike out with your Toyota dealer, let me know. All right, because, I mean, you said the extended warranty. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's probably been breached. Like, I've only owned this car for about seven years, and I've, like, I've dealt with it, but it's starting to get pretty bad. Yeah. So, just to yeah. touch on them. Uh, go in to your Toyota dealer and may and go on record. You can put it in writing. Be sure you do, be sure you tell them it's a safety issue. They'll be required to report that. Any safety issue, uh, the Toyota dealers, all car dealers, have to report to the manufacturer. And rather than have uh, a big issue with the media or the lawsuit, oftentimes they will they will take care of these things because you do have a legitimate safety issue. If I if I okay. could say one thing, Tiffany, when you go to the dealer, yeah. if, if when you go to the dealer, if the service writer says, "Nah, there's no coverage, I can't help you." Good point. Uh, make sure tell him I, I want a repair order written on my car, and I want you to state that in writing. Yes. Because a lot of times people go to the dealer with a concern. There's a, a verbal exchange. Yeah. Uh, the customer leaves, and they have no proof, no verification that they were there. And to build a case, you, know, you need documentation. So make sure, even if he says, I'm not writing a repair order, we're not going to repair anything. Say, I want my, my concern documented, and I want a copy of it, and I want it now. That's uh, excellent advice, okay. Al. And Tiffany, call us next week on the show. Uh, contact your Toyota dealer. Uh, see what was said. And uh, call us back and report it, good news or bad news. We'd love to hear if it's bad news, uh, then I'll I'll uh, personally intervene and try to help you. All right, I appreciate that so much. Okay, well, stay on the line. Nancy wants to give you $50, and if you tell Rudy in the control room your contact information, it won't go out over the air, but we'll have the information so we can send you the check. And spread the word, Tiffany. We're trying to create a platform here for the ladies to feel comfortable to give us a call. Uh, with their questions, comments, uh, and anything that they can advise us to do better. Look forward to hearing from you again. All right. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much. 
877-960-9960 is our regular telephone number. And our text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And, of course, Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Post your comments. And Rick's got a couple of posts or texts or something. We do indeed. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, they're, they're pretty much related as well. One of them is from Steve in New Jersey again. He's in the market to buy a brand new car. And he's wondering, is there a way to determine if the manufacturer is putting in a known defective airbag or not? Um, I can't really speak for all the manufacturers. However, for Toyota, the last year that we had any of those Takata airbags was in 2016 in the Scion XB and 2015 in the Forerunners. And all the others were 14, 13, and older. They've all gotten a different manufacturer with an upgraded airbag that will not degrade. And we have another. But his question was, how does he find out? Uh, you, you, right. You need yeah. to. You need to uh, research with that manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to look at a Ford, you'd want to talk to Ford and find out have they gotten their Takata airbags straightened around now? Yeah. Do they have a new manufacturer? Yeah. You know, what I would recommend is that you again, as I said to Tiffany earlier, and uh, and and Alan so eloquently pointed out, verbal. Uh, doesn't cut it when you're talking to a manufacturer or a car dealer. You want to put everything in writing. Email is the best form. Text is okay. Uh, a letter yep. will, will suffice. But whatever, I would ask that manufacturer, St uh, Steve, uh, Steve, uh, I would ask that manufacturer by email, is this inflator that you're using to fix my airbag of the same manufacturer as the one that failed? Right. And as a matter of fact, I would even ask them if they can print out an official form from the manufacturer. Because like right here, I've got a form from Toyota that shows which of these vehicles are available, you know, that no longer have the old airbags. Mm -hmm. And they, can, they will have that information available to the public that can be printed out and handed to you. So you've got it in your hands, a hard copy that shows that that car, whether it has a defective airbag or not. Or, or you could just ask your salesman. All this writing letter stuff, you don't have to do that. Just go into the showroom, ask the salesman, is the airbag in that new car safe? He'll, he'll be honest. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. Folks, for folks that don't know Alan Napier, because <laughs> he's not on the show often anymore, uh, that's his dry sense of humor. So please don't take his advice. Oh, the salesman, they that's know a, everything, man. That's his Midwestern It's as dry as Arizona. <laughs> Kansas City. Going back to Kansas, Kansas City. City. Hey, um, hey, you Rick. said you weren't going to sing. Oh, gotcha. Broke the rule. Rick, um, Jennifer has uh, texted me asking about her headlights. She's had the same headlights for probably about 10 years. They are just in need of either cleaning, repairing, replacing. What's your advice? Uh, they make a lot of good products out there <coughs> for cleaning up those old headlights. The only drawback to most of those, they only last about a year or two. If you're only going to keep the car for a little while longer, I would invest a small amount in one of those cleaning products and just have somebody do the elbow grease. Because with a lot of those products, the more effort you put into actually using it and cleaning them properly, the better results you'll get. 
And otherwise, if you're planning on keeping the car for a good length of time, you might consider replacement headlights. Uh, they do make some aftermarket headlights for most of these cars now that have a little better quality now that this has become a recognized issue. And so they may not degrade as easily. Mm -hmm. Plus, the, you can get higher quality, brighter headlights, which can be quite helpful. What's the uh, price tag on replacing them? Uh, that's going to depend on the model, but I would pretty much guess that an average headlight for most cars, like say a, a Toyota Camry, is probably going to be around 250 to $300 each headlight. Oh, that, so, and, yeah, they can be expensive. Interesting. And that being said, there are some twelve and $1,400 headlights out there as well. Very oh. true. Uh, it's crazy. Some of these uh, <coughs> uh, shaped form headlights, they've almost become a part of the body, and they wrap around it. Yeah. Yep. Fender, some of those are twelve, fourteen hundred bucks. Goodness. So that may be a better encouragement to get out that elbow grease. Yeah, exactly. And use a good, high-quality product. Um, I suggest go on YouTube and look at some of the videos and compare the ratings on the different products to find out what those polishing compounds are and how well they work. And unfortunately, Jonathan's trying to give me the high sign. No, toothpaste doesn't work. <laughs> okay. We tried Crest. We tried Colgate. We even tried Aquafresh. It's meant for your teeth, folks, not your headlights. Okay, Jennifer, we gave you some great information and a little humor. So uh, we're going to go to John now, and he's calling us from Palm City. He's a regular caller. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Hi, John. I just want to mention the future of auto car sales. It's available right now. What it's called is used cars. Reason for used cars, 46% of families in Florida can't even afford basic needs. That was on NBC WPTV News this week, mm. Channel 4. Um, middle class really cannot basically afford a new car. So who do we have? We have Internet buying. We have the nation's largest new car dealership, AutoNation, just advertising constantly used cars, buying used cars, and one pricing, one stop pricing on the used cars. And they also buy cars, which never before that they pushed. Now, Car CarMax is also uh, expanding. Mm -hmm. There's a new CarMax was open last year here in Martin County, which is not one of the largest of the 67 counties in Florida. They did have the one that still have it in the Boynton Beach, in Palm Beach County. But new car dealers are expanding their lots. Uh, one is right here in Stewart, Wallace. The reason is, on a used car, a new car dealer makes much more money than they do on selling you a brand new car. People have no idea what they paid for the car, and if there's a particular car that somebody wants, it's not so easy to shop that same model and same color and same equipment. And the used car dealer, I mean the new car dealer or used car dealer, he has the car that you need, and it's affordable. Why is it affordable? Because the average new car loses 50.2% of its value in the first five years. 50% mm -hmm. now. Oh. And some, like a BMW 7 Series or a Mercedes S-Class, they, they lose 70% mm -hmm. of their value after five years. So a used car, I mean, you've got to look at the consumer's reports, a good buy probably, because it only appreciates 62%. Is a Chevy Impala after five years, mm -hmm. but the history is here right now. Uh, Carvana on the internet, 
uh, car guru. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what the future is of car sales. It's not so much on new cars because of the fact that the average middle class person can really not afford a new car, myself included. I yeah. haven't bought a new car in quite a few years. I am lucky enough to found uh, last car I bought was a Snowbird car. I had to go all the way down to Hallandale, and it was only three years old, and it had 4,800 miles on it. Well, John, you're so, also an educated uh, consumer. A, a used a car buy. is probably a better buy now. It has all the latest equipment, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's, a good, it's a good deal. 50% loss in five years. A tip... So, uh, for the listeners, if you're buying a used car, autotrader.com is a great website to go to. Uh, you're absolutely right, John, that car dealers make more on used cars. They make sometimes a lot more on used cars than they do on new cars. But if you go to autotrader.com, virtually every car dealer, and independent for that matter, in the United States has their inventory listed, their used car inventory listed on Autotrader. And you can sort by price, year, make, model. Uh, it's really a wonderful site. The one thing you have to be careful of when you're an auto trader and you're buying a used car, if you start from lowest price with that particular year make model car uh, to bond, you know, you're going to get your best price. They don't include the dealer installed options or dealer fees. Dealer fees are added after the fact at auto trader. But in Florida, everybody's charging dealer fees, so you're going to get the same thing when you go in to buy. Don't ever walk into a used car lot without checking Auto Trader first. Cars.com is another good source. You can get a good price if you do that uh, homework before you go into a car dealer on a used car. And it is a good used car, the right used car, is a better value. So it's not just a question of if you can afford it or not. If you can afford it, you're smarter to buy the used car with some research. Consumers report an auto trader than to buy the new car. Uh, that's a good call, John. Thank you very much. Okay. We're looking forward to the shopping report. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530, and you can also reach us at youranonymousfeedback.com. You will remain anonymous. By the way, speaking of anonymousfeedback.com, a uh, great website. I got a call. I got a uh, anonymous feedback, uh, and I'll I'll try to read it to you here briefly. Uh, dear Mr. Earl, I look forward to each uh, week's episode of your show. I'm not finding myself gleaning any new insight into car shopping. Uh, uh, I, I'm kicking myself for not writing to you or calling you to ask you this question. But a caller by the name of Bennett. Uh, struck up the right conversation that is so desperately needed as part of your content. Payments, trade-in, discounts, and dealer tactics, and moving the money around to close on a deception of whatever part uh, the deal you object to. Your immediate and eloquent discussion of this uh, topic was extremely fascinating. Can there be more of this discussion? That refers to what I call the four square system. And this is just an example of what you can ask me or what you can ask anyone on the show at www.youranonymousfeedback.com. www.youranonymous, A O N Y M O U S, feedback, F E E D B A C K dot com. Youranonymousfeedback.com. You can also tell us what you think about us. And if you don't like us, tell us. Uh, we've got thick skin, and it'll be anonymous. And we have a caller. We do. Howard is giving us a call from Jupiter, and he is a regular caller. Welcome to the show, Howard. 
What can we do for you? Hi, Howard. Are you there? Whoops, we lost Howard. Howard, sorry about that. Someone pushed the wrong button, or maybe you pushed the wrong button, but please come back. We'd love to have you hey, back. Hey, here's to prove Alan's popularity. Where is Alan? That's right. Did you that, read? That was on the anonymous feedback. Mm -hmm. It really was. Did I, did, I, did I tell you guys I got new puppies? So my Aww. life right now is even more consumed with puppies. And there's another oh. Alan. Oh, how nice. Great story, Alan. Okay, we're going to go to Alan, who's calling us from Jupiter. Yeah, hi. Good morning. Uh, I'm a new listener to the show, and uh, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, my question is, I was fortunate enough to have enough cash on hand to lease a new car for three years, and I paid the total fee up front. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is that a smart move? Alan, it's uh, a matter of personal choice, and of course, you need to do the arithmetic on that. You just basically look at the value of your money. Let's say uh, you want to make one payment, it's so a one-payment lease. Uh, you can pay... Uh, uh, $20,000 or $10,000 write out a check and you have no lease payments or you could take that ten dollars or $20,000 and invest it uh, depends on where you want to invest it you could buy a, a treasury bond for 2.5% or you can you can invest in the stock market and, and be, have an exciting three years and find out what happens average return over the stock market forever is about 10% and if you could get 10% you're probably better off to uh, invest that 10000 and lease your lease factor or your interest rate on a lease is usually around 4%, something like that. So uh, it's, a, it's a matter of personal choice, and I would say most people can't afford to do that. Uh, but in your case, uh, it's, it's a close call usually, depending on interest rates and investment returns. Uh, one side question is that... Um at the end of the lease, they usually have a turn-in fee, i.e. Uh, $695 on up when you turn the car in off a lease. Uh, is there any way to avoid that other than going and leasing the same car again? Uh, there's no way. It's a gotcha. And uh, they, they do that. Usually you don't realize it until the lease is about up. It's called a lease disposition fee. And uh, you have to lease another buy, lease or buy another vehicle of that make. Don't have to go to the same dealer, but you have to buy the same year make. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay that. I sometimes wonder if they take into consideration the fact that you didn't lease or buy another car when they do the inspection of the car and say and send you the bill. Uh, if you bought another car or leased another car from that manufacturer and dealer, you got a little bit more leverage and when you get that invoice from the leasing company in the mail you can raise a little hell with them and they make them back off because if they lost you entirely they're going to be cold-hearted uh, so they really have that's the reason they like leasing so much uh, uh, they really really know they got you and they can keep you in the in the in the fold for a long time so um, I would uh, uh, think twice before I if you don't like the car and you find a better deal, fine. <laughs> but if it's about 601, I'd stick with that same make and manufacturer. And if you don't okay. stick with that same make, and is, does the dip, de, deposition fee vary? I mean, could it be more? From manufacturer less? to manufacturer. Typically around three or $400. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, is there any wiggle room on the capital cost? I, when you, the, is the capital cost same as the 
sale price of the car? I mean, can you negotiate that cap cost? Alan, you sound like a very educated consumer. Yes, a uh, few people ask that question. Uh, the cap cost is what you would pay for the car if you bought it. And I have a saying, always buy the car before you lease it. And that means negotiate or use TrueCar or Costco, uh, competitive bidding, whatever uh, way you want to do it, but get the very best price that you can buy that car for and then say to the dealer, whoops, changed my mind. I want to lease the car and be sure they take that purchase price that you negotiated or got on TrueCar or Costco and put it where it says cap cost on the lease. The capitalized cost is a, should be the selling price of the car, but if you don't insist, they can make that cap cost whatever they want to and they'll jack up that cap, cap cost as high as they can and that's their profit. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate all you're doing for the consumer. I am a consumer, and I'm trying to be educated. So thank you very much for the show, and I appreciate it. Please Good call day. again, Alan. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing a great job, Alan. Thanks for giving us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Howard. He is a regular caller from Jupiter. Welcome to the show. I'm finally got on. Okay. <laughs> Howard. Um, yeah, nice, uh, nice hearing from you, uh, Alan. Uh, hearing you on the radio. Thanks, you uh, as well. Actually, my questions uh, has to do. Uh, you can answer these questions because it's uh, it's uh, right up your alley. I'll do uh, my best. Last week, I was told that uh, uh, the white cars, white Toyotas, O40, uh, do not have clear coat. Is that true? Um, it, it's my belief that that is true. Well, it depends on the year, right? And because the older cars clearly didn't have it. Yeah, 040, I, I still don't think that it does. And the what makes it tough is, uh, Howard, is the people that we can talk to at Toyota, uh, they don't really know either. And, you know, on a, on a black clear-coated car, you can, you can go uh, with a piece of sandpaper and rub it. And, of course, uh, the powder that you get is white. That's the clear coat. So... You can go to any other color car and hit it with a piece of sandpaper and tell it's got clear coat on it. It doesn't work on a white car because you're, you're going to get white whether there's clear coat or not. What about but a paint meter, Alan? Could, uh, could a car with clear coat and without clear coat show a difference on a paint meter? They still, sh they still show about three and a half to five mils of paint uh, when you gauge them. Now, there, I believe there's some new technology coming out on paint mill gauges. Uh, the ones that we use now are basically, they look like they're computerized because they have a digital readout, but it's still just a magnet measuring resist, resistance to gauge the well, let me, how let, much let paint. Well, me, let me jump in there a minute. Howard, what we're going to do for you, uh, we're going to find out whether or not that paint coat has clear coat because someone knows the answer. And just because the folks at Toyota we talk to, I mean, I, I could call Akio Toyota. I'll bet you Akio knows the answer. I bet he don't. You're probably right. I, I bet he'll find out the answer if, if you wanted to. I, here, I, the solution. But I bet but I, he can find out the answer. Yeah. The, the solution to this problem is, and, and I'll make the sacrifice, you need to fly me to San Antonio. There you go. Arrange for me to tour the truck plant. It's probably going to take a week or so. It's a big place. Uh, Howard, I promise, At you least. An, I promise you an answer next week. I will find out. Okay, part two of my question is, since uh, my car may not have uh, clear coat, 
should I uh, wax it yes. more often than a car with clear coat? Yes. I always say wax a car just as, as often as you can stand to do it or you can afford to do it. You're never going to get too much wax on there. Hey, Alan, what, what's okay. your opinion on these new ceramic coating? I haven't studied it a whole lot. I've had people approach me trying to sell me the different products, and they've tried to sell it to our new car department as, a, as an extra thing to sell with a new car. Um, I think there's some really good products out there. But price-wise, um, it scares me when somebody wants me to finance a twelve to fifteen hundred dollar wax job with my with my vehicle purchase. Oh, wow, uh, gracious! Know, regardless okay. of the guarantee. With that said, we're going out to Toledo, Ohio, and we have got Larry on the line. Good morning, Larry. Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do for you this morning, Larry? Hi. Um, well, can I give a little information? I caught you guys on my YouTube on my about 30, 45 days ago, uh -huh. and I've listened to every bit of the advice that comes up from Earl, and so I have a couple of questions um, about uh, the potential of buying another vehicle. Great. YouTube. So, Love it. Yeah. You still there, Larry? Oh boy, I was worried because I heard a dial tone before, and then you were still there, and now you're gone. Hey, Larry, uh, if Holy you're Toledo. if you're if you're listening, give us a call back. We have a, a, an awful lot of calls coming in this morning, and uh, the lights are going off, and uh, your call is very important to us. So uh, the number is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. It looks like a, a disco club. All yeah. those lights are just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really does. Ta taking me back to the 70s. I thought somebody was under the control desk with a flashlight. I didn't realize. No, that's uh, the... Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, also, take advantage of uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as I said before, you remain anonymous totally anonymous. Well, I, I really, uh, Larry, really wish Larry back? could have gotten through because I was uh, uh, Toledo. He's to back? Hold, hold okay. Yeah. Hey, Larry? Yes? Hey, uh, we're back. Sorry about that. Thank you oh, for uh, okay. being patient. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, um, rebates. If a manufacturer has a rebate, um, let's just use the figure of $1,000. Mm -hmm. uh, and do I, is it the best way for negotiating to say, I'm going to take the rebate and then try to negotiate discount from the sticker price after you tell them that you're going to take the rebate yourself. Because many the dealers just want to say, well, here's the discount because you're getting a rebate. Uh, Larry, the best thing to do is let it be known up front that you know there's a rebate. Uh, car dealers uh, will know about the rebate. There's two kinds of rebates, by the way. There's a secret rebate that goes to the car dealer that is not advertised, and then there's the right. cash, customer cash, they call it, that you're supposed to know about, but you probably don't know about it. Dealer knows about both of them. So right up front, let them know that you know about the rebate. Then, if you're going to negotiate, uh, that becomes, that's off the table. 
and that way you negotiate from okay. the thousand. Thousand dollar rebate from the manufacturer doesn't cost the dealer a nickel, but it can mean profit to the dealer because when you sign in and you don't know about the rebate, you'll, there'll be a little form you don't even know you signed that says, I'm assigning yeah. all customer cash to the dealer. Yes, okay. Now, two, a question about smaller auto manufacturers. In specific, Subaru and Mazda, mm -hmm. uh, at least in my area of the country, they do not have much in the way, they advertise much in the way of anything with uh, rebates or discounts. Mm -hmm. And some friends of mine that have bought Subarus uh, don't are not able to negotiate much off of the sticker price because they sell them so easily at, at near sticker price. Do they have the same ability as, say, Toyota and all the other bigger companies to discount the vehicles more? Larry, um, the it's supply and demand issue. Uh, Subaru is a high-quality car, uh, ranked by Consumer Reports very high. Uh, as you say, it's a small manufacturer. They don't build a whole lot of Subarus. Therefore, uh, the supply and demand are pretty close, and the dealers have the luxury of being able to hold on to profit, and the manufacturer have the luxury of not having to offer discounts, rebates, and cash incentives. Uh, the manufacturers that you see offering the most incentives are the ones that are in the most trouble, uh, uh, Chrysler, uh, Jeep, uh, I will take I take that back. Jeep is pretty high demand, but you'll see you'll see Fiat and other manufacturers that have too many cars and not enough buyers. They'll do the big cash rebates. Uh, you're better off oftentimes to pay more money for a high quality car uh, that's got a high ranking because the resale value is much higher. So you, yeah, if, you, it, if you get a $1,000 rebate of a car that the manufacturer and the dealer can't get rid of, can't give away, that $1,000 rebate is going to look very small compared to the extra depreciation that you suffer from a low-demand car. But Subaru is a great buy. Negotiate as best you can, but you're not going to be getting big discounts or rebates. What, what do you know on that end about Mazda? Because Mazda has a pretty good vehicle. I'm looking at a SUV, the what is it called, CX-5, and they're right at the top in quality for that size of SUV. At Mazda, the same thing. Um, they're a small company, but they don't offer much in the way of rebates or in incentives or discounts. Yeah, Mazda is uh, not in the class with Subaru. Mm -hmm. Mazda is not a class act. Uh, I, I was the first Mazda dealer in the eastern United States. I just have to say that. I digress. Old guys like to do that. 1970. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they, were, they were confused and a mess then, and they're confused and a mess now. Uh, Ford bought part of them, and then Ford, I think, sold their interest in Mazda. Uh, uh, financially, Mazda is about the only Japanese company I know that's still struggling. Uh, the quality is not there. Now, that could be different from an individual model. Uh, I, I don't say that there are not some model Mazdas that are not high quality. Most of them are not up to Subaru. And I don't know why they're not offering more incentives and rebates, because they sure can't sell their cars very fast. It could be because they can't afford to offer the incentives and rebates. But if I had to choose between the average toy, uh, Subaru and the average Mazda, I'd take that Subaru in a heartbeat. Okay. Well, I've been a Toyota person. As a matter of fact, I'm standing in the service waiting room. I'm having my, I've got a 2016 RAV4 Limited Hybrid oh. having it serviced. Wow. And my lease is up towards the 
uh, around the 1st of October. Yeah. So I'm semi in the market figuring out what to do next. Mm-hmm. So I do have to ask you an opinion about the redesigned RAV4. I'm standing here looking at one in the showroom right now. And um, what do you think of the redesigned RAV4? Well, we're, I can say this from a supply and demand standpoint. Uh, they're flying out of the dealership. We're selling more than uh, any model we sell. Uh, I'm going to let Rick, who is our uh, expert mechanically and technically, comment on the new RAV4. Here's my answer Rick. to that. We picked up ours, mm-hmm. my wife and I, Tuesday evening, and I haven't been able to drive it yet. I'm not allowed but my wife and I just bought a brand new RAV4 Tuesday evening, and she loves it. Well, you can't get a better endorsement than that. A technician, been in the business, okay. Toyota, for 20-plus years, says the RAV4 is a great buy. So They're awesome. Yeah. I think they're a beautiful okay, car. Very good. Hey, uh, Larry? Well, yes, sir. Yeah, Larry, uh, it's Alan from the body shop. Um, <coughs> hey, uh, we have our yes. first 2019 RAV4 in the body shop. It has 285 miles on it, and it got rear-ended at a stoplight. Mm. They're much easier to work uh-huh. on than the previous models. Really? Okay. Yeah. I so, heard the story so on like that one. The guy that hit him was doing like 40 or something? Yeah, they hit him hard. Mm. Um, That's great yeah, And yet the, the folks walked away from it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. Be a well, great well, purchase. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, you know, I'm calling from, what, about 1,400 miles away from you guys, and uh, I find that your program and your YouTube stuff extremely interesting. More people need to get caught on to it, in my opinion. Thank you, Larry. We appreciate the endorsement. Okay. From Toledo, Ohio, okay. YouTube. Wow. Yep. Really cool. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Be that far away. So, <laughs> anyway, I don't want to take any more of your time. I appreciate you answering some questions for thank me. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for the call. And thank you, Jonathan, for your YouTube expertise. We're going to go to Bob, and he's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. What can we do for you this uh, morning? Well, I'm I got an odd situation. I have a uh, 2000 uh, an S2000 Honda. Uh, I bought it in the original year that they came out, so it's a 2000. Uh, it has 5,700 miles on it. Hmm. Uh, I'm in. It's it's pristine. Uh, I'm in the position where I'm old enough that I decided to sell it. When I put it online to sell it, Carfax uh, picked up a uh, a report that the car had 16,000 miles on it. Oh boy! And it was when it was, it was when it was two years old at an Ohio environmental inspection, and. Uh, Obviously, they didn't know how to read the speedometer, but I can't get it off the Carfax report. How can I do that? Because I've had offers of over $26,000 for it, but uh, the the, the buyer backed out when he saw the Carfax report. Bob, Bob, let me ask you a question. How can you be sure that that there was no dominant fraud? Uh, 5,700 miles on a 2000 Honda uh, sounds too good to be true, and uh, it when, is. when you saw the sixteen thousand, um, uh, you say that may, they misread the odometer. Uh, is it possible that there was odometer fraud involved in this? 
No, I bought the car from the day it was made. Yeah, he bought it new. And, oh, uh, you bought it new. Oh, yeah. I see. He, he oh, can okay. verify the mileage. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. that's good. Uh, yes, you can have that corrected on Carfax. And Carfax, if you will contact them on their website, uh, they have provisions for changing things that they get wrong. They'll ask for evidence, and they'll check it out. But they're a very good company. And uh, they will, uh, oftentimes, they'll report an accident that didn't occur. And if a car dealer, for example, uh, can can document that, uh, they will make the change in their database. So I'm sorry I misunderstood the question, Bob, but you contact Carfax and they will change that odometer for you. Uh, we have done that uh, and they haven't changed it. So I'm, really? I'm running into a wall. I went to the dealer. Regrettably, the dealer has changed. Penske now owns the dealership in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Shocking. And I asked them, I said, if I can, if I can bring it in, can you read the computer and verify that it's got 5,700 miles on it. Mm -hmm. And they, they said no. So I'm kind of stuck. Hmm. You know, I, the, one of the things I hate to do is refer anybody to an attorney, but uh, it might be that you don't have any recourse. I, I think uh, uh, you, you should be able to consult with an attorney without any charge and give them the situation. Carfax is a what they call a fat cat. They got a lot of money. They're a very big corporation, and the fact I'm I'm shocked that Carfax uh, would uh, ignore your request. If you can document that this car positively has only 5,700 miles, uh, and they refuse to make the change, uh, you might be in better shape if they refuse to do it than if they do do it, because there would be they could be sued for a lot of money, but. I, I think a letter from your attorney would get their immediate attention. Oh boy, I do that trouble. Okay. I, I agree. Uh, I I hate doing it. You might try one more call or email. Put it in put in writing to Car Carmack. Say I don't want to have to involve my attorney, but and make the request. And if they turn it down, then in writing, then you have to make the call. Okay, thank you. Bob, would you do me a favor? Will you call us back next week and let us know how that worked out? I'd really like to know. I deal with CarMax all the time. Carfax. Carfax all the time, and I'd like to uh, find out what their reaction was. Please call the show and let us know. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Give us a call toll-free, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We've got a call from Vancouver. Can you believe that? Wow. We've got a call from Vancouver, Can Canada, and that is Boston. Good morning, Boston. Good, good morning. Um, it's quite early in Vancouver, but uh, I'm up for your, share, uh, for your show. Well, thanks. So, um, so my parents are looking at buying a new car. Uh, my mom, It's for my mom. She currently drives the 03 530i. Original owner, um, 127,000 kilometers, and uh, she wants to upgrade to SUV. Now, we've done lots of research, and she test drove the cars, and we've come, we've narrowed down uh, to a BMW X5 of 2018 just because of reliability. Last small year, she wants um, something that she can drive for another 10 to 15 years um, and be happy with it, like her current car. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you have a computer on hand? Yep, we do um, indeed. 
if I could get you to um, search up Brian Jessel BMW, that will help uh, with my question just so you can kind of see the cars and all that. What, what was that name again, sir? Uh, Brian Jessel BMW. Then um, go to pre-owned. Brian Jessel BMW. Jessel. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> okay. So and just a little background. This dealer is the largest BMW dealer in Canada, and they uh, move like 300 cars a month, which is unbelievable. Wow. Okay, I get their pre-owned um, inventory. Now, if you go to um, the pre-owned and go down to models, um, or go down to X5, and then click on 2018 year minimum. See. This is exciting. We've never done this before, much less okay. from another country. So uh, you uh, really sound like an educated consumer, and uh, we're <laughs> we're going to enjoy this. Go ahead. So, if you um, are you at their used car section under X5 under 2018? I've got X5. It's showing 48 of them. Uh, year yeah. minimum is 18. You said that's correct. Okay. So if you can see there, they have um, a they have 34. So you can see how there's some with 8,500 kilometers, some with that are basically brand new, 302, 301, 2,000. Like it, they used to have 45 of them, but they sold 10 in the last maybe 10 days or 15 days. Right. And they're all with 300 kilometers. Like they're all low mileage, right? So my first question is. Where are these cars coming from? Because obviously they're not going to um, drive or demo brand new cars with then put only like two, three hundred kilometers on them. Hmm. I know that BMW has a program in the United States uh, that uh, gives a special compensation to the dealer uh, to sell their demos. And uh, Brayman is a huge. Uh, BMW dealer in the United States. He's one of the largest. He sells about 300 BMWs a month, too, interestingly enough. Uh, I would say that oftentimes the the uh, dealers will kind of manufacture uh, their demonstrators, and uh, that was going on with Brayman at one time a long time ago. Uh, they, would, uh, they would collect the rebate from um, BMW manufacturer, and then he was selling the cars as new cars, which was a, a no-no. Uh, we called him on that with a mystery shop, as a matter of fact. So I don't know what's going on in Canada with this particular dealer, but it's possible yeah. that uh, he is manufacturing used cars by putting some uh, kilometers on it uh, to uh, get the rebate from BMW, and then he's able to make a more profit and or sell you the vehicle for less. Yeah, so the the, uh, de the dealer might be selling himself his own rental department or courtesy car department, the yes, cars. Yes. Then they get registered under that name. Yes. Uh, you know, Brian's uh, rentals. Uh, they let them sit. They have to sit for a certain amount of time. Now it's a used car because it was registered under one of his other company's names. Then they can sell them as used cars with very low... And uh, most BMW dealers have a whole lot of loaner cars, so there's probably a lot of inventory goes in and out of their loaner car program. Okay. So now uh, part two of the question is, uh, so my mom created a spreadsheet outlining all the different cars with all the different 
um, packages and all that because it's like an a la carte. You add this and you have to add that. Um, so I'll give you the stock number. It's um, uh, or it's actually the very top. It's the BP seven five nine zero, the very top one for sixty two nine. BP seventy five ninety. Yep. That's correct. So now that car, the original MSRP, based on the um, based on the package it, it has, was eighty six thousand seven hundred. Now there's another one with the same mileage. Um, it actually has ten kilometers left. It's the BP seven five nine nine. Boston, Boston, let me interrupt here briefly. Well, we are, we're coming toward the end of our show, and we've got callers okay. holding. How much longer? Uh, if we could uh, uh, move this on a little, little quicker. Okay. So. Okay. So um, just fast forward. So there's two cars in particular, and the uh, for MSRP price, the difference is about uh, $3,000. Now, um, my question is, what is the best way – um, to negotiate the price down because uh, these cars, obviously, they're all within the same price range. Um, and they're very close. Now, one has 8,500 kilometers. What is the best way I can negotiate the price down to get below uh, 60000 because of the mileage and compared to all the other cars as well as cash or finance to get the best deal? Boston, do they have Auto Trader in Canada? Okay, I go on Auto Trader, and you can look at every used BMW in Canada and the United States on Auto Trader. You can sort by price, and you sort by the make and model. Yeah. So uh, I would use Auto Trader to find cars of the description you want to buy and see what the other yeah. dealers. There's no better way to negotiate than to tell your dealer that you, there's another dealer that has a better price. I'd start right there. Is True Car available to you in Canada? Uh, no. How about Costco? Uh, unfortunately not. They only do Lincoln Ford. Yeah. No, that's, uh, so I would use Auto Trader, and from there I would find a competitive dealer with the same uh, description vehicle, BMW, that you're looking at, and go to your dealer and say, if you can beat this price or meet this price, I'll buy it from you. Okay, but the problem is because the 2018s, they're clearing them out, there's not very much left. Yeah. And this is the yeah. And a lot deeper with all the cars. The only other thing I can say to you is there's nothing that will get a dealer's attention or a salesman's attention more than turning around and walking out the door. You walk in with your checkbook in hand, and you, you make a checkout, and you show it to them and say, this is my final offer. If you don't meet it, I'm out of here, and you'll never see me again. And then you're not bluffing. The best bluff is when you're not bluffing. You turn around, do a 180, you walk back to your car, get in the car, crank it up, look out your side window if the salesman might be running toward the car because they'll push it all the way to the time when you crank up the car, in which case uh, you, you made a deal. If not, drive away. Okay. Boston, great call. I love out-of-country calls. You're our first out-of-country call, and uh, we would love it if you'd call back again. We have all sorts uh, of... Earl, <clears throat> yes. Earl and team, I really appreciate it. You guys are great at what you do, and I want to thank you for your honesty, and, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Boston. Thank uh, you very much. Talk to you soon, we hope.
six in the morning where he is right now (laughs) i i I had to look at the weather in vancouver mostly cloudy chance of snow mostly cloudy chance of snow oh boy back and forth (laughs) hey uh we're gonna go to uh, our caller in west palm beach and uh, bennett thank you for your patience good morning good morning Earl. good morning nancy i love you guys you're you're the best oh thank you so Uh, much two questions and i'll make it short is if you could earl if you can be honest and let the uh, listener know what what is the markup on typically on a uh, on a car if you can answer that. And number two, uh, what happened a couple of years ago that you were taken off the air? What were the repercussions of that? And I'll listen to you. But thanks a lot. Thank you, Bennett. Uh, your first question about what is the markup on a new car? Uh, I'm not dodging the issue, and I will be honest with you. Uh, it depends on the year, make, model car. Uh, BMWs and, and uh, Mazdas and, and uh, Hondas, uh, different models all have different markups. Uh, the markups vary. I'll give you a range from as low, I would say, as maybe 9 or 10%, all the way up as high as 30, 40, or even 50%. Uh, the markup... Uh, also varies um, with the same year make model car because the manufacturer varies the markup by dealer incentives and customer incentives. So you can never really make an intelligent decision buying a car by banking on knowing the markup. That goes to trying to find out what the dealer's cost of the car is. It sounds like a good idea and the dealers like it when you think that because they always they always want to tell you here's what my cost is. There's a sure way to tell when a car dealer's lying his lips are moving or he just told you this is my cost of this car. Car dealers will not tell you the cost of their car. In fact, you're not going to believe this, but sometimes the car dealers honestly don't know the cost of their own car. Mm. It's very complex, and I could do a whole show on that, but with customer cash, dealer (coughs) cash, incentives, and all the other nonsense that goes with pricing cars, holdbacks. Uh, uh, there There are multiple holdbacks in the cost of a car. So... Forget about finding out the dealer's cost or the markup. Uh, what was the second part of the question? Uh, why were why you, you kicked off the air? I was kicked off the air. Come clean. I was kicked off the air by Seaview Radio uh, a couple of years ago because I told the truth. I told the truth about the car dealers, mystery shopping reports. I told you, the radio listeners and whatnot, why. Uh, they were telling you lies about the prices on their cars. And the car dealers all ganged up, uh, and they got together, and they went to the owner of the station, and they said, if you don't get Earl Stewart on cars, if you don't cancel Earl Stewart on cars, I'm going to cancel my advertising. The general manager uh, came to me in my office and sat down with him, a general manager whose name is? Chet. Chet Tart. Chet Tart. And we're friends today, Chad and I. Yes. He's with a radio station. Good friend. He was with another radio station. He says, Earl, I'm sorry. This pains me. I like you. you got a great show. But the owners of the show said, if we don't fire you, they're going to cancel their advertising. So we were off the air for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're back. New owners bought the old station. And we have some brave people here that JVC, they know they're, they're honest, they're reliable, they are not afraid of pressure by advertisers, and they love our show, and we have their support. 
I guess I should knock on wood. Yes, absolutely. And there you know something? It certainly has been an exciting journey. It has the been. two of us together. Bennett, thanks for the call. You're a great caller. Yes, Please thanks, call again Bennett. next week. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to Miami, and uh, Tom has been holding. Good morning, Tom. How you doing, everybody? How's everybody doing? Well, Great. Good. Thanks for the call. First-time caller, so for me, it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to talk to everybody there. So, Thank you. Um, I've got a question for you guys. Um, Friday, I went to car shopping. Uh, was not the best experience because, um, you know, salesperson came out without saying him to do himself. Hey, I'm Sasencha. I'm here to help you out. Uh, started walking, make a deal. Uh, told them what I'm offering for the vehicle. Took a test drive. Um, I offer what I was expecting to pay for the vehicle. Um, uh, back and forth with the uh, salesperson, and the uh, manager came back in again and said, oh, I can't help you that because uh, I'm losing money on the vehicle. I uh, said, so, well, how about deducting the uh, transportation fee that you already charged me twice there <laughs> and the dealer fee uh, so we can make a deal? <laughs> um, he never heard about it. Um, and pretty much... Uh, I came in, in between ways of, okay, let's go ahead for a 29. That's my max. So I went up to that. So by the time I sat down and uh, they were writing up the paperwork and almost signing, uh, I saw some sketchy numbers there that I was not satisfied. I just stepped up, walked away, and everybody was in shock. I said, what, what, what happened? I said, well, the numbers are not uh, matching up, so I'm not going to stand for that. I'm not here to play. I'm here to offer you cash. I got pre-financed by, you know, Chase, and I'm ready to go. I'm not here to mess around, so I'm very displeased with you guys. You got my number. You know where I'm at. Everything's done. I just you need a signature from me. So if you want to do our numbers again, let's sit down and give me a call. I'll be back. Good for you. But now I'm going shopping somewhere else. So Great. Uh, hopefully that, you know. But um, um, I was looking at, uh, like, the uh, another question for you guys. Uh DMB fees. Uh, they were showing plate fees, uh, lemon lawn fees, registration fee, title fee, lien fee, agency fee. Are those legit payments uh, for a, a title? Tom, uh, there are small fees. You mentioned uh, um, lemon law fee. That's a legitimate fee. Any fee that is paid to the government, be it the state of Florida or the U.S. government, okay. any fee that is paid doesn't go in the dealer's pocket is a legitimate fee. Uh, there, there are small fees. Some dealers charge them. Some dealers don't. They're really almost too small to, to care about. But anytime you see anything over uh, two or three or four or five dollars, other than sales tax, it's not a legitimate fee. The best way to the test of a real government fee is their sales tax charged on that amount. So when you're buying a car and you look at the total when they put it on the vehicle buyer's order, did they calculate the 6% Florida sales tax on that thing they called the fee? If they did calculate it, it's not a fee, it's profit to the dealer. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, because I'm going out today again at a different uh, dealership and see what uh, um, see they offer because they have the same vehicle for much less. Yeah what I was offering from the first vehicle uh, dealership. So I'm going to see if they can honor that type of price. Tom, you're in the wild, wild west of Miami. Oh. It's bad in Palm Beach County. It's worse in Broward. Miami, <laughs> be careful. Protect yourself at all times. I mean, well. you, sound like you, can, you sound like you can handle them. Stand your ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, my, my daughter was upset. I said, Dad, I hate you know you being scammed of 
uh, uh, you think you know, they think you're you're stupid or, or dumb or not understanding what it is. I say, listen, I saw all the uh, the clips of YouTube Earl, and I'm prepared to do any negotiation. So fantastic, exactly. Right. Can't yeah. wait to hear back from you. And don't forget TrueCar, Tom. TrueCar.com. Oh, I'm using them. So Beautiful. That's why I'm going to that oh. and see what they uh, oh. wanted that. I want to makes me want to come down there and go shopping with you. I'm telling It'd be you. fun to watch. How, how excited! I'll be. I'll be. Uh, yeah. I'll be a pleasure and honor that you stand next to me. Yeah, you know you, how the game's played. Please call again. I got. I got to hear back from you uh, down there. I I, I, I worry about you too, Tom. If you don't call me back Saturday next Saturday, I'm going to be worried about We're you. We're going to so come please, looking yeah, for you. Please call. <laughs> well, the only thing I work on Saturday, so I'm just taking a little break in between, so I'm able to hear you, your show Fantastic. as much as I can. So thanks so much. Thank you so much. It was much. a pleasure talking to you guys. Okay. Thank you. Good, good luck one. to Bye-bye. you. We're going to go to West Palm Beach. John's been holding. Good morning, John. Hey, John, we still got you? Yeah, you got me. Hey, good morning. Hey, hello. Good, wonderful morning. You just talked to my wife earlier, Dawn. Oh, fantastic. Oh, great. I'm here at the dealership now, and uh, we were looking up True Car, and uh, she doesn't like the car that we're in. It's a lease, uh, and we traded in the Odyssey for a CRV and the lost room in that. We just didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, my question is, on True Car, I found uh, something we were looking for, but it said a different dealership. Because uh, the dealership doesn't own the car that we got our lease from, can I take it to any Honda dealership yes. uh, to return the car for the lease? Yes, you can. Any Honda dealership will take it back. And as we always remind lessors, please uh, take some pictures and see the inspection report made. Uh, Be sure they don't hit you with any damage on the turn end uh, that you didn't know about. Well, when we bring it in, I'm not. I'm not going to take pictures. I'm going. To, I'm going to videotape the whole thing. Oh, beautiful! Uh, and the discussion that we have, and just keep the beautiful. video. Beautiful. And uh, and then my uh, second thing goes. I, I tried to get in last week to comment on the caller who was worried about the little plug-in from like Progressive, you know, for its insurance and the information that's being sent mm-hmm. or stored. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, having to reset my dad's uh, security device on his Ford Flex. When I was looking for how to reset it, I came across an interesting page, and I don't know if they're on all the new vehicles, uh, but he's got like a 2010, uh-huh. and I know the vehicle. But the black box that's in the car, this page, and you guys may have seen it, is for the lawyer, where it says if you're ever in an accident, the lawyer may ask to put this information. And there were four things that's recorded on the car when you turn the car on. Did you have your seatbelt on? Is the radio on? Are your, is your... Uh, Phone plugged into the Bluetooth. How it, loud was the radio? Really? Did you have windshield wipers on, and you know, and it records all that stuff. Wow! How loud is the radio? You're an app. Mm. Wow! Huh? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. That's I never thought about that. You know, you, you know these nuts driving down the road, and you can hear their radio, and you got your windows up, and his windows are up, Amazing. and you can still hear his radio. You wonder how safe they could be driving. <laughs> right, and uh, but if they installed that themselves. You know, they may be, they may bypass the box. Oh, I see what yeah. you're saying, yeah. But you can, because the, the factory box, that little black box, mm-hmm. records all that stuff. Yeah. And the lawyers pull that when there's an accident yeah. um, to record, hey, what was going on at the time? You know, the, it, let's see, the four things were seatbelt, um, speed, braking distance, and, uh, and then uh, dash 
controls, you know, like the radio, uh, and things, you know, where your lights on and things like that. So they can build their case. And I, and I appreciate that stuff. I'm not afraid of it. I appreciate it because I'm pretty much a safe driver. I use that EverDrive. It's a great app. It monitors your driving while you're driving. Mm-hmm. It, and uh, so anyways, um, it's, uh, I like it because it protects me. Sure. Uh, so anyway, so well, that thanks, thanks, that, thanks for that information, yeah. John. Thanks. I really appreciate it. And uh, we hope you can call again next week. Uh, and uh, have, a, have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Take care. Uh, we're going to squeeze Doug in. He's calling from Boca. This will be our last call we're going to take. Good morning. Hi, Doug. <coughs> Hi. How are you guys? We're good. Ollie says good morning. Uh, <laughs> meow. Meow. What can we do for you? Um, okay, so it happened to me again. I, I I chose two different gas stations this week, Chevron on Hillsboro, and then another Chevron uh, that's on West Hillsboro. And I tried um, this gas, and on one gas, I got three to four more miles per gallon than the other one. I got left, and so I'm still, this is a mystery thing to me. I don't understand why it's happening, but it's definitely happening. Well, you told us last week, and I was I was skeptical, Doug, but they do it two weeks in a row. Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, maybe we should do a little, let's, we'll, we'll check that ourselves. And we're trying to, for the people that didn't hear Doug last week, he goes into a gas station. And he gets a Chevron or Sunoco or whatever it is, and it measures his gas mileage. And then he goes into a different Sunoco station and gets another tank full, and he gets a different gas mileage. And it just doesn't sound, uh, there's something going on that we can't figure out. I appreciate that, Doug. We'll, <clears throat> we'll do our own uh, Rick Kearney test on that and see if we can't come up with a theory for you. But that's very, very interesting. You know, I I almost wonder, you see that sticker on uh, the pumps that says it can have up to 10% ethanol. Interesting. I wonder if it's maybe one has 8% and one has 9% or 10%, if that would be enough to make that big a difference. That's well, well, let's, let's research that. Right. Tough to figure out. We can't get into it in detail because we've got the mystery shopping report coming up. But, uh, Doug, I promise you, We'll do a little research on that, and please call in again next week. Okay, you guys have a great day. Thank you. Same to you, my friend. Thank you so much. That mystery shop that's coming up is from King Hyundai uh, in Deerfield Beach, and I want to remind our listeners, we'd love to hear from you uh, and how you feel about the mystery shopping report. So text us uh, your grade at 772-497-6530. Now, let me ask uh, in the control room there, is it possible that we could do that Hyundai commercial? Uh, if we can put that on video and audio. And the reason I'm asking, kind of wave at me, Rudy, when you can hit the button on that. Anytime? Do it right now. Okay. Super Bowl Hyundai commercial, one of the best commercials I've ever seen. It was in the Super Bowl. It's hilarious. So if you got Facebook, uh, watch it. If you don't, listen to it. But it's very, very humorous. Yes, absolutely. And I can guarantee you it was better than the Super Bowl. <clears throat> this is Cole. Like a lot of people, Cole isn't a big fan of all the time and effort it takes to shop for a car. 
That's why he's very happy that Hyundai is introducing Shopper Assurance. Cole just chooses his car and enters a time and place to test drive, and the car just shows up. Cole thinks this is a much better way to shop. Hey. And he wonders why most other car companies don't do this. Yeah, why don't other car companies do this? In fact, we're doing all sorts of things that make buying a car easier for people like Cole. He'll love the transparent pricing. He can calculate his monthly payment, find out the value of his trade-in, and even check his credit from the comfort of his own home. And when Cole does make it down to the dealership, he'll be in a better mood. Since all the hard work is already done, and he's just there to pick up his new car. Who knows? He might even end up hugging the car dealer. And should Cole have a change of heart, no problem. He can exchange his car for another new Hyundai thanks to our three-day worry-free exchange. Cole thinks all of these things are better. It's all part of something that we're calling Hyundai Shopper Assurance. It's making the car buying experience better for, well, everyone. Okay, folks. Uh, Rudy, you can cut that off now. That was my fault. I think that was a wrong clip. Uh, I thought we'd sent a video that had the guy that got in the elevator with his wife and he's going down to hell he says going down and they bring him to different floors and each floor is a different kind of hell one of them is a, uh, a vegan dinner vegan one of them is a colonoscopy another one is a that talk that your father has with you about sex and the and then the floor that is the most unpleasant experience is a car dealership and then the guy in the elevator says Wait a minute, I have Hyundai buyer insurance. Oh, well, you don't have to get off in hell to buy a car. You go out and buy it from a Hyundai dealer. So it was very funny. It was very clever, and I'm sorry. I thought we had it. That was my fault. I sent the wrong clip. So what we did to find out about this Super Bowl commercial that promised the world that if you buy a car from a Hyundai dealer, you'll have total transparency, you'll get a money-back guarantee, uh, you'll get a streamlined purchase, blah, blah, blah. So we said, let's shop a Hyundai dealer. Mm -hmm. And that's our mystery shop. First, we tried to find a local Hyundai dealer, but none of the local Hyundai dealers had the Hyundai buyer assurance. Go figure that out. So we looked all over. We North, we went all the way up to Orlando, couldn't find one. Finally, south, we went all the way to uh, uh, Broward, or actually Dave. We went to King Hyundai. So it's a voluntary program yeah, they have to sign up for? They didn't tell you that okay. on the Super Bowl commercial. Apparently, most of the Hyundai dealers didn't like it, and King Hyundai did. So a lot of hype. that is our mystery shopping report. Uh I'll just read it. Uh, some of you saw the Hyundai Ladies commercial during the Super Bowl. It was a humorous spot that poked fun of the car business by comparing it to getting a root canal, jury duty, attending a vegan dinner party, uh, among a couple of other unpleasant things. Unfortunately, these compar comparisons are appropriate, as is evidenced year after year by the Gallup Organization's annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions. I've referred to that many times. Car salespeople have ranked at the bottom of the study for as long as I can remember. 2018, the last year, dead last. Now, I'm sure Hyundai's clever Super Bowl commercial struck a tone with millions of viewers. Specifically, this commercial was meant to introduce Hyundai's Shopper Assurance Program. According to this ad, the program promises transparent pricing. Remember this one, folks, transparent pricing. Flexible test drive. Streamline purchase, not sure what either one of those mean, and three-day worry-free exchange. 
Now, this used to be money back. I Googled it, and they changed it to an exchange. You won't get your money back, but you can buy another Hyundai. Sounds great, right? Transparent, flexible, streamlined, worry-free are not typical, the terms most people use to describe car shopping. Has Hyundai finally figured out a way to bring their business into the 21st century? Well, the Erlon Cars team is here to find out. We began our investigation, like most people do nowadays, by doing a Google search for the Hyundai Shopper Assurance Program. We landed on a slick-looking webpage with an introductory video that listed the same bullet points as the Super Bowl act. And for our Facebook and our YouTube people, I'll hold this up. It says transparent, flexible, streamlined purchase. And there's just a quick little look there. Uh, too quick, you couldn't read it, but I'm rushing here. Apparently, the Shopper Assurance Program is not available at every Hyundai dealer. In fact, very few. Upon entering our zip code, we discovered that the closest one was uh, King Hyundai in Deerfield. It's uh, just outside of Palm Beach County. Or, yeah, This must be a very special program indeed. It's almost 40 miles away past several other Hyundai dealers. No problem. Agent Thunder, our new super agent, fears nothing and no one. And definitely has no problem with a little drive down I-95. Agent Thunder was instructed to go to Hyundai's website, see just how simplified <coughs> and experienced the Hyundai Shopper Assurance Program really was. Here's a report I'll speak as if I were Agent Thunder. My online search led me to King Hyundai's website. The Shopper Assurance Program was promptly displayed on their home webpage. I selected 2019 Hyundai Sonata with MSRP of $33,000. $115. There was a button below the price that said, See Payment Options. After clicking this, I was prompted to enter my name, telephone number, and email address in order to unlock my savings. I assumed this would reveal the transparent pricing promised by the assurance program. Sure enough, after entering this into a greatly well, this info, a greatly discounted price of $28,482 was displayed. So far, so good. Next, I went back to the previous page where I had uh, noticed a button that said schedule a test drive. This seemed like the obvious place to explore the flexible test drive promised by the commercial and website. It prompts you to, again, pick the car model and a day and time for the test drive. I selected 1.30 p.m., uh, the same afternoon. A representative called me shortly after saying congrats, congratulations on looking uh, on selecting my car and proceeded to ask me what time I would come in. My response was that I was under the impression that I'd already scheduled the time of 1.30 and he said okay we'll see you then. It seemed like uh, it was just a landing page requiring my information but didn't actually schedule a time for me. Okay, not a big deal. I arrived at King Hyundai at 1, 1 p.m., headed for the front door of the building. I saw, uh, I'll skip that. He sees a cigarette butts. That's too much detail. Uh, it was sloppy. We don't care about that. We care about honesty and transparency. I entered the building and walked around for a couple of minutes with no one coming to greet me. That's not good, but it's not uh, involved with the assurance program. <coughs> I finally walked to the front desk and asked if I could get assistance and that I'd schedule an appointment online. My initial feeling was that of an old school used car lot. <clears throat> so far, 
This was not the modern, modern streamlined experience that the website and commercial promised. They set me up with a gentleman named Michael. He was very nice, uh, presentable. He was an older gentleman who sat down next to me, got his computer, pulled up my information for the appointment I had made online. We discussed the car I was interested in, made some friendly conversation, and then we left to retrieve the car. To kill some time, I got up and walked over to the manager area. Not sure how I knew it was the manager area. I approached the desk and started small talk with a man named Frank. I told him how I used to be in the business uh, a few years back, asked him what it's like today. He said in a gruff tone, the car business is the car business. You know how it is? All we're trying to do is herd those cars out like cattle. Wow. I chuckled. I felt like the stereotypical car buying. Uh, in my day, we used to say, we got to move the iron. Move the iron. At that point, Michael came back. I asked him about the three-day worry-free guarantee. He explained that it's an exchange rather than a return policy. You have three days to make the exchange, but there's no option to get your money back. He implied that they would offer a true return policy because people would take advantage of the program. They would not offer one because people would take advantage and use the cars for a quick vacation. Imagine that. After very thorough presentation and test drive, Michael asked me the closing question. If the numbers were right, would we have a deal today? I said, absolutely. We arrived back to the dealership where he offered me water, showed me the numbers. <clears throat> the dealership discounted the MSRP by $2,633 down to $30,482. And there was a $2,000 rebate from Hyundai that brought down to $28,482. And that was uh, the price that I unlocked on the website. To this, okay, here we go, folks. Transparency. This is a Hyundai Assurance Program, assurance program where they pr promise you transparency. To the transparent price that I got, they added $798.50 dock fee, which is a dealer fee. That's not a government <coughs> fee. It's profit to the dealer. $798.50, and then they added a $79.50 tag agency fee, which is also not a government fee. Transparency, folks. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's about uh, 900 bucks, close to 900 bucks, in non-disclosed hidden profit to the dealer. Hyundai Transparency Assurance Program. Doesn't cut it. Of course, they had a $425 license fee. We're assuming that's an honest fee. $8.50 tire and battery. That's okay. That's a government fee. And something called MVWEA fee. I have no idea, but it's only 2 bucks, so forget about it, right? Mm -hmm. But we know that the almost $900 in dealer fees were not disclosed when they unlocked the price. Right. They unlocked the Hyundai transparent price. But they did not unlock door number two that had the dealer fees in it for about $900. I asked him what the dock fee was. Get this. Get this, folks. This is, this is humorous. What time is it? Ah, we got time. He says to the dock fee, it's another way to make the dealership money. So Truth. there we have Michael was honest. Honest and transparent. Yeah. It wow. was honest and transparent. So may, maybe that's what the Hyundai Assurance Program means, that their dealers will lie to you about the deal.
dealer fee, but the salesman will tell you that they're lying to you. Maybe that's what mm. they mean. I don't know. Uh, I brought up the fact that Earl Stewart has no such fees. He said, yes, they do. They just don't show it. Earl Stewart hides his dealer fees in the price of the car. Well, that's where the dealer fee is supposed to be, is don't in argue. the price of the car. Don't argue about it. The salesman <laughs> said they're hidden. <laughs> He said the out-the-door price of 31750 was all that mattered. I asked him to get me to 31000 even out-the-door. He looked back to the manager. They said yes. I thanked him. I'd be back with my wife and quickly headed out the door. So the Shopper Assurance Program by Hyundai uh, is a lie. Uh, in Florida, all car prices are lies. And here, let me tell you something interesting. When you unlocked, when you hit the button on the website to unlock the fee, and then you had to put in your name and email address and phone number, you know what that was? That was a loophole premeditatedly used by King Hyundai to make it legal to hide the dealer fee from you. Because if you have the email address and the name of the customer, it's not advertising. If you give out a price on the web or any other way, the law says you have to include the dealer fee. Well, they don't, they don't include it anyway. But the law says you have to include the dealer fee. But if you have the email address on the advertisement, and that's what you did, you unlocked the price, you had a specific customer, now you don't have to include the dealer fee. So wow, they violated the morals and ethics, uh, and I think legality, of the Hyundai commercial. And, but they complied with Florida law because anybody comply with Florida law. And even if you don't comply with Florida law, they're not going to prosecute. They're not going to. State attorney will sit on their hands in Tallahassee and ignore it. All the regulators will ignore it. So there we have another situation <coughs> of uh, car dealer in Florida stinking in the hidden profit called the dealer fee. And it's time for the vote. And uh, we have. Do we have any votes online, Rick? Uh, uh, we've got one so far. Unfortunately, our, our Facebook feed has been very bouncy because of the Comcast guys working on that mm -hmm. Internet issue. I see. But uh, Linda goes... Comcast has been here for two hours working on... Things. Pretty That's close correct. to it, yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> okay, we can, we'll have another vote on how much you like Comcast after we vote on the mystery shopping report. Got yeah. two of my best guys on yeah. it right now. Yeah. yeah, Well, Linda goes with a big F. F. Okay. Well, while we wait some other votes to come online, let's poll our in-house staff here. Alan, uh, what do you say? I, I like the salesman. Uh, are we still ranking a salesman and then a dealer? I, li I like them, too. I yeah, got to tell I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to go with a, a B on a salesman. Uh-huh. Um, and the dealership, I'm going to do a C minus because yeah. uh, they're doing what every other dealer is yeah. doing. Well, and they probably won't be on the Hyundai Assurance program yeah. long because it really doesn't sound like it, they're it doing anything it, but putting some signs up. How many millions of dollars do they spend? I said in the car on their way to the radio, the show, I said to Nancy, I can't believe that Hyundai spent a million dollars on that television commercial and it's nonsense. And then Nancy said what? I said... They spend four million or five million, yep. and hey, guess what? It's just as good as Red Lobster, 
whenever they put that sizzling uh, lobster on yeah, it. Yeah, they put the uh, they put the shrimp that's yeah. like the size of a a, a, a tire, yeah. and it's uh, yeah. only the size of a Q-tip. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> four million dollars to lie to the world. And what is your vote, Nancy? Uh, I want to know what MVWEA means, it's and only, I googled it, it. It's only two bucks. For uh, it, it, who cares? Two dollars. <laughs> they made it. You know, it's important enough for it to be in the mystery shopping report. I googled it, and it's just another fee. But for two dollars, yeah, right. uh, we're getting a little. You know, we're yeah. doing a lot of tap dancing here. Uh, for Michael, hey, this is just the car business. That's the way it goes. I give him an A. Okay. King, I. Uh, I give them a, a D. Okay, we got a grade on the curve for you folks that haven't heard the scoring process. Please understand that our grades are not absolute. If we pass a dealer, even if we give him an A, that doesn't mean that you can walk in there and sign on the dotted line. Do your research, buyer beware. Every Florida car dealer, buyer beware. But we had to have some dealers to recommend. Otherwise, I nobody know. could ever buy a car. We we would kill the economy. Nobody would buy cars <laughs> in Florida. The whole state would go into <coughs> bankruptcy. So our recommended list and our do not buy list are graded on the curve. Rick. Um, salesman, I'm going to give him a B because I kind of liked his, his transparency there with, hey, that dock fee is just another profit. Yeah. And for the dealership, uh, I'll give them a D minus. They pass, but they're just like all the others. So okay. we're C D D on the dealer yeah. so far. Yeah. I'm gonna pass them too. Uh, we uh, we got a few minutes left. We have some more online scores. I've got M Av A V E from YouTube gave an F, and Doug from Facebook gave an F. Yeah, I I can see why the Fs are coming in. You just don't like to be lied to. If you saw that Super Bowl commercial. And you finally found a Hyundai dealer that signed up for it. Most of them apparently refused to sign up. Or maybe Hyundai said, these guys are too bad. We know they won't sign up. I don't know why most of the Hyundai dealers did not sign up for the Hyundai Assurance Program. But finally you got one uh, that signed up. You'd think that it would be a pleasant experience. But yeah. I see why the Fs came in. But we have to, <coughs> we're going to recommend Hyundai and a King Hyundai. Now, I have a, a transparency. I have to say that I know the King family. Uh, I, I, us old guys like to di digress. My father, who started in the car business retail in 1937, was friends with Louis King Sr., who had a used car lot in Fort Lauderdale. And my father's used car lot was across the street from Louis King Sr. And then my brother, my half-brother Doug Stewart, went to dealer management school with Louis King Jr., who was obviously Louis King Sr.'s son. And Clay King, who owns King Hyundai, is the third-generation king, who I know, and uh, he owns King. So, Clay, how are you? Uh, we passed you, but you're not doing the right thing out there, Clay, with those dealer fees. Yep. And uh, I know you're a good man, so you might think about dropping that dealer fee, but that's the digression I used. And uh, I do have... A mini shopping report because I know we got a few minutes left, and my mini shopping report goes back to my early conversation that I had with the CEO of Tire Kingdom. Oh boy! And the CEO of Tire Kingdom, and I have his card in my pocket. Uh, here it is, right here. He threatened to sue me, and then we got to be friends because I apologized for a 
mystery shopping report I did a few years ago, which accidentally ran recently in the Florida Weekly. I told Eric Olson I was sorry. I also say the Tire Kingdom has cleaned up their act considerably since we did that shopping report. It should never have rerun again. And it was wrong. It was a mistake. So I'm apologizing to Eric. We went in and we actually did a mystery shopping report, and I just lost it again here, of uh, King Hyundai. And where is it? I had it here. I lost it. Tire Kingdom. Tire Kingdom. The new one down here yeah, on North Lake. King Hyundai is what's in front of me. Yeah. And I just misplaced the thing. Oh, here it is right here. Here's the mystery shopping report on Tire Kingdom. Uh, this is our actual employee that went in to buy a set of tires. Uh, and his name was Haywood. And he, I said, that they have an advertised price on tires. Buy three, get one free. Buy three, get one free. Which sounds like a great deal. Now my phone's ringing. And i got to turn that off. That was Howard Koff, a friend of mine. Uh, buy three, get one, buy three, get one free uh, with a $20 per tire mounting and balancing and sales tax. And the complete out-the-door cost was $880. We did a little research on the invoice. And what they charged for, in addition, uh, was they charged $28 to mount and install fee, a one-time balance of $39.96, and a $32 lifelong balance uh, for rotation and uh, flat tires for life. Uh, none of those were optional or negotiable, and they were added to the advertised price. Now, <clears throat> it sounds a little shady, and I guess it is a little shady, but wait till you hear the bottom line. And I hope Eric Olson is listening to this. The bottom line was that, uh, I got confused on this, by the way. The bottom line total was $672.62. The price I gave you before was what I charged for tires. I charged for the same set of tires, $880. So the Tire Kingdom price was really good. And even with the additional fees that should have been included in the advertised price, it was really good price. And as I say, they beat my price by 200 bucks. Wow. I've got, I've got Jeff, our parts manager, going crazy now, wondering why Tire Kingdom could buy those cars, uh, those tires for less. And we're going to investigate that. So I can say this, Tire Kingdom has got some low price tires and those were Michelin's. The only ones who could sell that low were the Michelin's. We speculate that Michelin had a special deal for Tire Kingdom, but if they did, they passed along a good part of those savings to you. So there, good for them. There is my yeah, great story. Part. Great we're report. Get, we're getting close to the end of the show. We definitely are. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for spending your Saturday morning with us. We do appreciate it. You are a very important part of the show. Have yourself a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you right back here next Saturday morning. Girls,